Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your Dungeon Master and host, Kenny. I have with me my entire party tonight for the Coalition campaign. They're about to have a little bit of a fight on their hands, as you may remember. We ended last week's session with them walking into a room, seeing the other Coalition party that had arrived to Detroit before them, and just happened to notice before we rolled credits that uh, they're all wearing these cool, like necklaces oh shit they're bad boys and uh that's where we left off so before we get into it let's go through our roster but before we even do that uh keeping to tradition of having absolutely no form to how we do these introductions uh, i want to give a quick shout out to critical our fighter actually just finished his second candle he was telling us before we started recording and geheran what what die did you get at the bottom of your what candle uh, it is a beautiful silver-colored D20. And what was the scent? Mm, it was Long Rest. And uh, scale of 1 to 10, how was Long Rest for you? Uh, that's a solid 8. 8? Pretty damn good. Anyway, did you? so I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but there's this cool soy candle company called Critical Wick, where you can get these amazing candles, all kinds of scents, all of them quality, and uh, you also get a cool metal die at the bottom of each of them. Anyway, criticalwick.com.net. I don't remember. Anyway, check them out. Find them on the Googles. Anyway, so we have our lucky, lucky, motherfucking lucky fighter with another fresh D20. Hello, it's Jeff playing Garen. We have our cleric. Oh, this is Scott playing Slight. We have our warlock. Hey, everybody. It's Jesse playing Valandis. Our Artificer. Hey, y'all. It's Dylan playing Boomer. And our Bard. Hi, this is Austin playing L. So, to kick things off nice and proper, roll for initiative. Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you, New Metal Die. Uh, Slate got a 15. That's a straight 20 for Garen. Boo. Nice. Alright, who else? It's also a straight, uh, straight 20 for L. High five. Mm -hmm. Damn. And Everybody. Which one of you has a higher dex score? Him. 14? Uh, 8. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, who else? Uh, 19 for Valen. And Boomer. Uh, that's a 19 for Boomer, and let me roll one for my familiar. That's not as good. That's a 13 for the Mole. And what is Boomer, Valandes, and the Mole's dexterity scores? Uh, mine's 15. Uh, let me check the Mole real quick. Valandes? I'm trying to pull up my character sheet. I think it's 16, I think. The moles is 12. All right. So we're going to have uh, L take the first initiative. And while you're chewing on that and everyone else, I'm going to take a little lesson from myself. Uh, last night with the Paradise campaign, I had another combat with a bunch of people on it and found myself trying to find out the initiative order, so I'm actually going to make, like, a proper order instead of just how I wrote them. So, what's your turn now? 
Um, can I get a bit of a layout of the room? Oh, man, what a good call. I was about to do that, but yeah. then I gave you the turn, and I was like, shit, hope he asks. And you did. <laughs> so, um, right. So the room you guys are in is, I believe I described it to being like 20 wide. It's a rectangular room. It almost looks like a meeting room from like a modern office situation, but larger in scale. There's a nice long uh, table in the middle of the room with a bunch of chairs on it. This is clearly like a feasting hall of some type. Uh, Mm. And it's about, let's say it's 80 by 20 rectangle. With two doors, the one you guys just came in from, and the other one is at... uh, So if you guys want to imagine a rectangle, uh, let's have it like a brick, like nice and lateral, not vertical. If you go from the bottom right corner and about like a fourth of the way in to the left, that's the door that you all came from. And then the other door that leads into this room is the left wall in the center. Does that make sense? Um, not quite. Sorry. Run the, so run where we are in the room past me again. Right. So you guys entered from the bottom right corner, essentially of the room. Yeah. And you guys are kind of filling up that corner. So if you draw, if you draw a, short but wide rectangle you guys are in the bottom right corner okay and where are they um scattered in sort of a loose collection on the top center of this rectangle all right so um we kind of went smack straight into initiative does that mean that they are just like immediately in combat mode are we in the surprise round are they like oh shit it's the coalition and they've drawn weapons so i believe the way we worded it was you guys walked into the room and saw them in like you know preparing to leave so they had their armor on they had their weapons strapped and you know getting their bags together gotcha and when you guys all noticed their weapons or notice their necklaces, uh, they sort of collectively recognized who you all were and brandished weapons. So there was no discussion. There was no peace talks. They just immediately went to arms. Gotcha. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, L is going to cast Wall of Fire. Okay. And he's going to... Uh, yeah, that's a yeah. Okay, uh, he's going to cast it in the circle configuration, which means it's a twenty-foot diameter uh, ring. Um, and he's going to place it around as many of them as he can. Okay. And I'm not sure if you've read um, Wall of Fire in this edition, but it sort of the Wall of Fire is kind of like a sheet of fire that projects its damage ten feet forward. So I'm choosing to make the inside of the wall a bad place to be. All right, so you're essentially roasting the entire party. One hopes. I mean, like, I could be super pretentious and be like, well, you're missing one of them. But 
I'm not gonna be like, all right, so got bad guy six. <laughs> no, you you you've done a very good thing without a battle map, and you're hitting them all. So great job. Okay. What, what are you imposing so, on them? Is it a save or are you hitting them? Just damage. Uh, they get a dexterity save for half, and I okay. will do five d eight. Um, and it will continue to do that. It will continue to do five d eight to them on the end of every one of their turns that they finish on the inside of this. All right, so they're not going to take damage and then start their turn and take damage. No, if they end their turn there, they take damage. Cool. This this is more characteristically like them, you know, running out and being there, getting roasted. Yeah. Yeah. So that is going to be... Oh, wait, I get one more. Uh, Twenty-one. Twenty-one damage. Twenty-one damage. And what's the DC for taking that damage full? Fourteen. Fourteen? Yeah. Okay, so... And it's... Dex. Uh, half on success? Yeah. Okay. So ten, because run it down. Okay, good damage. Um, is that your initiative, your whole turn there? Um, that is at least my action. For sure. Um, to prevent them doing that kind of same thing, Ella's going to run to the opposite corner. So not towards the wall, but just sort of away from the rest of the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll... Words, yell words of encouragement and um, slight mockery at Boomer. Okay. That's bardic inspiration. What is, is that a D8 or a D6? That is a D8. Hell yeah. But what does L say to him in inspiration slash mockery? Uh, what does L say to them? Um, <laughs> Any Rob Schneider quote. You... <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you can do it. Like not canon, but perfect. That is that is not something I would say. It's the opposite. He would be offended. Um, something along the lines of at least try to hit them. All right, I'll try. It's like my 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 head cannon that L. Um, is that drill sergeant that makes you really hate them in order to make you perform at your best. Yeah, but you also, you know, clean out the vomit from my beard. So I love you, buddy. Hmm. That's good. That's wholesome. Anyway, that's... um... That's your turn? That's my turn. Okay. Gaharan, you're up. Oh, right. Um, just from a quick eyeball, we're definitely within 20 feet of these guys, right? Yes. Oh, sorry. Within 20 feet of them? Uh, let's say just outside of it, like 25, like, 30 if feet. If one away. was going to throw, like, 
Right. If you want to throw a fireball into the middle of them, you will not hurt the party. No. Cool. Uh, Because that's exactly what Garen's going to do, because he's amped to try these leather gloves that he spent most of uh, borrowed money on. (laughs) This is good. So that's a dex saving throw. Yep. But I don't... Is it my dex? Or their dex? They make a dex save based off a DC. I should have given that to you. I don't recall if you did. And if you did not, that's fine. Let's just say that it's 8 plus your proficiency plus your intelligence. Which is not going to be a lot, but... That's going to be a solid 10. Okay, so let's see how we do with that. All right, cool. Go ahead and roll your damage. They all passed. Yay! Oh, and coalition notes here. I uh, this is a ba- a rough battle map. Let's just call it what it is. Sure. So was uh, that half damage for saving throw? Yeah. So if they save, which they all all did, um, yeah, just they're gonna take half of what you end up rolling. And so the wall of fire is that little star that they're all inside of the uh, brown rectangle is the table and the green diamond is where the party started at this fight. All right. Um, so the regular is 8d6. You just want me to roll 4d6 then? No, no, no. You would roll all of them. Um, I feel like I told you that these did less damage than normal, but I can't recall what I would have said that would be. So... Yeah, roll full damage, and then just, when you roll the dice, you count them all up, and then tell me what you get, and I'll just take half. Right, sorry about the uh, silly question. I mean, I think this is the second time you've used them, so it's fine. You're a fighter. Why would you know what Fireball does? Mm-hmm. Thank you for your understanding. Uh, uh, 30 is the total of the 86, so. 20 is the total? Uh, 30 is the total. Okay, cool. And then, uh, Garen's gonna run forward and brandishes halberd between the rest of his party and the bad guys. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that'll be my turn. Alright. Next is Valandess. Okay. Um, wanting to... Well, seeing that there's a theme to uh, this fight already, Valen's gonna follow suit and he's going to throw a fireball Okay. Uh, yeah, guys. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> I hope we're not paying to fix these walls. <laughs> All right. Oh, they're made mm. of stone. They're fine. That spell save DC is a 14. Okay. And since I'm casting this at the fourth level, that will be 96. Yep. Go ahead and roll to that. Because the only guy... Now, so, 
right. everyone passed the easy DC. Um, only one guy passed this one, and he's the guy that failed the first one. So <laughs> you're you're still effectively getting three full lashings at this party before they even act. Uh, and that is a thirty-one. Okay. Cool. Um, how much HP does the weakest of you in your party have? Who thinks they have 48. the least health? Uh, that's, that'd be me. Uh, and that'd be a 46. Oh, then it's actually me. I've got 40. Okay. Who is the most health in this party? Me. Aaron. Yeah. 65. Okay. Oh no, sir! Sixty-six. Oh, get, get out of here, you scrub! I am rendered impotent because um, the reason why I asked that is because you guys just wiped them. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wap, wap, no wap. fucking way! Yeah. Well, then. you came to the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> I, I was about to roll up and use cone of flames, so <laughs> or Jesus. burning hands. Sorry. <laughs> Apparently, all it takes is wall of fire and two fireballs to kill a lot of people. I don't know. Who knew? So you yeah. guys are no longer on initiative. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> hey, Kenny, was that the? Did it get greased enough? The wheels? I mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's. I mean, there's you guys more. are you guys are level what though? Seven. Seven. Okay. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Well, Seven. compared to yesterday's party, who's uh two levels lower than you and has nowhere near the wealth you guys do. I don't feel bad about this. Okay. It just it's means fair. that we're not going to enjoy the next fight. I mean, <laughs> that no, I'm not the, I'm not a reactionary DM. This isn't Fox News. Oh. Uh, oh. Well, you made it political <laughs> now. Savage, my fair and balanced. <laughs> you have been ambushed by the hog. <laughs> So what Based do you guys do? Uh, dispel the firewall, I guess. Cool. What, Seems like what everybody's now? dead. Oh, also, Maybe. side note, the majority of that table is completely in flames. Hey, mending, though. Um, Garen's going to prod one of the... Are, are they just ash at this point, mostly? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, this, is, this isn't a cartoon. I don't know how fast magic fire burns bodies. I mean, like napalm. Okay, you know. cool. Uh, are, they, are they like Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru? Uh, no. Karen's oh. going to go and prod one of I, them with his halberd. I, I didn't <clears throat> catch the latest Star Trek season, Discovery. I didn't see that, so I don't get that reference. God before, damn it, uh, Kenny, stop! <laughs> before Gaharan gets to the bodies... Valen's going to run up and grab his shoulder and say, baby, we should keep our distance considering all the stuff that's happened with these guys. I'm not going to touch the amulets. Mm, I just okay. Make sure they're dead. You've, you've reassured me before. Why don't we just stay back here and as a group decide what we're going to do? Okay. Just, just uh, try and help all of us out. Boomer's going to open the doors behind us and just be like, everything's fine in here. Don't worry. We just dropped some stuff. So, don't worry about the smell. So when you open the door, there's two dozen armed Detroit soldiers. Yep, that's about right. Uh, yep. 
They're armed, but they're not aggressive towards you. And one of them in, like, you know, he's got an extra chevron on his pauldron or some shit. Steps forward and he goes, what? What has happened in here? Boomer. Boomer. Give him the no ticket. Uh, no ticket. (laughs) And then I'll... (laughs) Do you close the door? Like, do you follow up? (laughs) What? Oh, no. Uh... I follow up. Is that he didn't have say? a ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's all Indiana Jones says. He says no ticket, and then he sits down. Oh, is that it? That fixed it? Okay, cool. I've seen Last Crusade. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. I'm going to be like, oh, uh, hey, Elle, your, your friends are here, and I'm just going to walk off. <laughs> L wanders over to the door to see what he means. Uh, that doesn't happen. You, you uh, turn oh, okay. away from this guard, and he grabs you by the scruff of your collar and Blech. throws you into the throne room, and you're surrounded oh, by two dozen guards, now with spears trained at you, and the captain repeats himself, pointing at the rest of the party. What happened in there? We will kill the gnome. Um, Bad does, guys. Yeah, does L recognize this man's rank? He knows that he's a captain. You could probably discern that, yeah. Okay, then yeah, he... Um, you may not know that he's captain. He might not be called captain, but you can tell he's the leader of this detachment of guards. Right, right, right. Um, okay, then he'll he'll simply uh, say, uh, please, sir, uh, a moment of, of calm, if you will. Um, this is not as it appears. Those men that you uh, so graciously housed are not from the coalition. They are, in fact, the sworn enemies of our cause. Um... Small side note, uh, everyone in the room behind L, you notice the air gets awfully cold. Uh, oh, dear. Uh, oh, dear. And, uh, uh, can you just, just so the captain... Are, good. Uh, are these guards wearing metal armor? Uh, some of them. Okay. All right, so the... Captain responds to you, and while he's saying this, about halfway through, imagine, you start to see his breath. He goes, We were housing enemies of the state? Enemies of Detroit? Are you sure? And at some point in that, you can see his breath. And then he stands up straight when he feels the chill that hits you as well, L. He stands up straight. All of the guards stand up straight with their weapons at ease. Uh, uh-huh. No longer trained on Boomer anymore. Oh, thank God. Uh, uh, the, I think it got worse. The captain of the guard, you hear him sort of bellow out a series of short orders. Regions, huh! And then all of the guardsmen, like, like separate. Respect the queen! And all of them, like, salute. And uh, it's about this point that everyone inside the room can hear a pair of footfalls behind them. And a very strong but gentle voice that you recognize says, So, these men were here to destroy the crystal, yes? Recognize how? You've heard this voice before. It's the Queen of Detroit. Oh. I've heard the voice. Uh, Have we met? I'm not remembering meeting the Queen of Detroit before. I believe you guys did, briefly. 
she 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 was out there when we ran in. Oh, yeah. sure. Okay. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, the kind of barbarian woman. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. a female dragonborn with white scales. That one. That's right. And she's standing um, over the bodies of the recently charred. The room is covered in frost, almost as if it had just sustained a snowstorm. Uh, everyone inside the room begins to feel the cold pretty thoroughly. I mean, not like harmfully, but you thought it might have just been a breeze, and you're like, no, there's there's magic going on here. Oh. Hmm. Um, L puts on all of his airs and uh, says... To be completely accurate, your your my my, uh, uh, um, my liege, we don't truly know their intentions. This is they've simply declared themselves enemies of the coalition. We've encountered these necklaces. If you if you if you see if you see the hammer necklaces around their necks, uh, please don't touch them. They seem to come with some manner of enchantment. Um, but we've attacked by similar members of their band before. Uh, at this point, you can see she's wrapped her one hand on a like a scrap of splint mail that was roasted off what was probably a fighter that you had just recently dispatched, uh, and sort of grabs the 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 collar of the recently deceased and throws him onto the table that it has you know about a third of it missing due to fire. And she points to the necklace that he still wears, and he goes, You speak of that? I, I do. I wouldn't recommend wearing it. She shakes her head, and she goes, continues, sort of stepping towards the party at this point. Uh, and you can see her trace a, a fingernail, or I guess a claw? I don't know what you'd call that at that point. Uh, into the wood of the ruined table, and behind it is a growing V or like cone of ice. And when she gets to the head of the table close to the party and at the end on the table is the person that she threw up there. She, her eyes sort of mist with frost uh and she sort of seems to be holding in anger and rage. And then she turns her 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 neck and shoulders and head and then just blows a gout of ice and hate onto this corpse until it is mostly ice on mm. that end of the table. Uh, and then she stamps her foot and goes, well, clean it up and then do your task or whatever it is. When I have, and she sort of like adjusts herself from being obviously fucking infuriated to sort of finding her queenliness again, sort of adjusts herself and goes, when you're done making sense of what used to be my banquet hall, I would have you in the room that you were offered before. Please see me there soon. And then with that, she walks through the party and into the throne room. And uh, does anyone say anything to her as she passes? L looks like an overactive pump jack with all his bowing. Not a word. Boomer's going to bow on her way out. Um, she actually extends a hand to you to pick you up off the ground. 
Uh, thank you, my lady. Uh, I, I'm sorry for disrespecting your your craft art. Uh, it was not my intent. I'm just not very good with my words when it comes to matters such as this. Despite how, nervous. despite the cold airs this woman not only puts on but also can put into the world, she gives you a surprisingly warm smile as she you know helps you to your feet and gives you a gentle, not like. Not dismissive, but just like, yes, yes, I know, and it's okay, pat on the head, and leaves you to go into the large iron wrought doors on the other side of the throne room. Uh, very good. Uh, I'm, I have to check one thing before I, I leave and head with you, ma'am, or m'lady, uh, and Boomer's gonna run in there, and can he find any of those medallions? Um, well... She told you all to clean up the room, basically. So she's not expecting oh, okay, you to cool. follow her immediately. Cool. Yeah, he wants to go see if he can figure out what those medallions are with his new diamond thing. Yep. And and then he'll start mending the table with mending and stuff like that. Okay. So, helps. Yep. So the, the, the guards disperse, and just a pair of guards guard the door uh, that you are, you know, on the other side of, but... So, yeah, you guys get to essentially handle this room now. So the two of you are going to mend the table, and then you're going to try to identify one of the medallions? Yeah, that's, I'm going to use the identify spell, I guess. Okay. I can do. Uh, anyone else doing anything while he's doing that? Because if I recall correctly, identify <laughs> still takes a minute to cast, even if you cast it through that, right? Uh, yeah, instead of it being ten minutes, it's down to one. Yeah. Um, Karen would walk towards the bodies and give one a quick kick and say, what the hell are we supposed to do with the corpses? Well, we gotta do something with them, and we gotta avoid touching the amulets as well. Yeah, but do they have any pouches on their hips? I bet their coins aren't cursed. You really want to get that close? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, we gotta figure out something to do with them. Uh, for now, let's just pick up the rest of the room. Anybody have any ideas on what to do with the bodies? Obviously, we can't get too close. I suppose we could gather them together. I'll do it. Garen would uh, start grab a body by its ankles and just kind of start to drag it towards the front door. Slate will help. Okay. Alright, so you guys are able to drag uh, several of the bodies towards the other door, the door that none of this interaction has happened through, except presumably where the queen came in from. Uh, and through this process, you guys drag one of the sort of lightly armored of them, and the necklace falls off of its neck and head while you're dragging it by its feet. And when you do so, that corpse gasps for breath. Uh, which one of us is dragging it? I'll flip a coin if you really care. Uh, I don't care. I just want to know. Slate, it's you. You won. Well, that's, uh, kind of strange. Hey, everybody, this one's still breathing. Garen is immediately there with his halberd pointing at it. Yeah, Valen's gonna ready an Eldritch Blast in case, uh, this guy takes any offensive action. Alright. Hey, well, this person that's on death's door 
um, is is like clenching his chest with one hand and like reaching towards Slate with the other and begging for help in Dwarven. Uh, uh, the answer to that is, can I use medicine to you know stabilize him? Yeah, sure. All right, we're going to roll it. That would be a 23. All right, you, you managed to stabilize him. He's at one hit point. Boom. Uh, why are you asking me for help? I'm, not, I'm asking him. Um, so I mentioned that the necklace came off, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, sort of raspy and, and hard to perfectly understand. You, you hear him, again, in Dwarvish, although he's not a dwarf, I should add. Um, he says, you're a healer, yes? Yeah, I figured that was kind of obvious. You're not dead yet. That would be why I figured you could help. The fog oh. is gone. I can see. What fog are you talking about? I don't know. I I can't remember anything for oh where are we? Oh god. Alright, well the answer to that question is kind of complicated. What do you last remember? Let's try that. I was on the streets of the great city of Yal in the seventh district. Off to Henry at the the tavern and someone called my name and then nothing. Mm. Did this voice sound familiar? Had you heard it before? There's got to be a reason you came to a voice that called you. I I, I did not come. I, I'm sorry. Well, I might remember more in time, but I just remember hearing my name and then uh, seeing nothing but black mist for what uh, feels like months. Insight check, Dracon. I sure. want to see if he's lying. Okay. Ooh. Does a four, 14 do it? It sure does. Oh, cool. He is being truthful and, and is in pain even to just speak. You can tell that All right, well. he's trying to comply with your, your demands, but is barely capable. Uh, then I'm going to actually spend some time to heal him. Okay. Uh, let's use uh, just straight cure wounds on him. Okay. It's at about that point that your identify spells finish, by the way. Um, awesome. So you you immediately can detect that there is uh, illusion, destruction, divination, necromancy, enchantment and transmutation in this amulet and then a wicked bolt of energy cracks like purple lightning off of it and shatters the diamond of your monocle <laughs> Son of a and what's okay. what's worse is that it doesn't just break that it gets you too of course that the feedback does 50 damage. I'm on top. Holy shit. So you guys he hear Boomer go, 
huh, I think I got... And he gets launched into the wall of the room and falls to the ground unconscious. Uh, Garen would scream out Boomer's name and sprint over to him and then attempt to cradle him like a little baby while he waits for someone who can actually help him arrive. Uh, Slate's going to curse in every Dwarven curse word he knows and head over to Boomer, see if he can't help. All right, Boomer, make a death save. That's a fail. Okay. All right, Slate, you've arrived at Boomer. I would like to stabilize Boomer. All right. Oh, 19? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. All right. Boomer is not dying anymore. Correct. Go me. That's uh, all I got, boys. Valentes, I assume you're still standing over the wounded man? I am. <clears throat> uh, I'm eyeing up the distance between him and the amulet that fell off of his neck, and I'm looking towards the rest of the presumed dead and wondering if we could remove them and the same thing will happen. Uh, the necklace is only like a foot or two away from this guy. And okay. he, he's made no grand gestures. Definitely nothing aggressive, but he does seem to be a little more conscious after the heal he received. Okay. I'm going to crouch down and get close to him and say, what's your name? He he looks at you uh, and, like, taps his ear. Oh. I heard him speaking Dwarvish before, right? Yes. I don't speak that, though. Um, I'm going to try Elvish. Okay. And then Underdark, just kind of cycle through. Okay. Uh, he picks up on Underdark, and he, he cracks a small smile and says, Ah, Henry Stonebrook. Henry Stonebrook. Where are you from, Henry Stonebrook? <sighs> Village of... Stonebrook. Right. How did you come to be here? Uh, I was telling your friend. I, I don't know how I got here. The last thing I can remember is the great city of Yao, 7th District, going to see my friend at the tavern. I I heard my name and, and then nothing. And the Just... name of your friend? <laughs> all, all, also Henry. Last name Stonebrook? No, no, no. Felden. Henry Felden. Right. So you had arranged a meeting with Henry Felden. Someone called your name. And then darkness until now? Black mist. Fog. Now, as someone that's been under the control of that thing, and he points to the amulet, I remembered what happened to me. So, is there any piece of the time between the tavern and now that you can remember? And he's, he's progressively getting closer and closer to this guy. Okay. He sort of shakes his head lightly and says, I, I'm trying to remember. I I can't remember anything yet. 
I will try. Mm. If even I assume my life depends on it. Oh, I'm sorry, I lost that last part, Kenny. He said uh, he assumes that his life depends on it. You bet your ass it does. I do know what those amulets are capable of. But we didn't had to blow you up for a reason. So here's hoping we can remember. And soon. And Valen will stand up and shoot a small Eldritch Blast at the... Uh, Actually, you know what? No, that's a bad idea. I tried that before and it hurt. Uh, never mind. He's not going to do anything. Okay. <laughs> He's just so, going to stand up, take a step back from the guy, but still keep his eyes on him. All right. So back to wounded people. Uh, so, so, uh, uh, the whole rest of the party, except for L, is at Boomer, right? Sorry. Everybody else said stuff before I could. Uh, L wanted to talk. Also, move over to Boomer. Okay. So everyone's at Boomer except for Valandes. So how's that situation resolving itself? If nobody else is going to cast a healing spell on him, L will. Okay. Yeah, Garen's kind of just cradling him. I mean, he's he's stabilized from Slate's right. medicine check, but yeah. It's okay, he's worried about him. I'm still unconscious though, right? Yeah. One hit point, okay. unconscious. All right, what's the heal? He gets nine hit points. Okay. So, uh, Boomer's breathing goes from shallow but stable to more healthy, and the color begins to return to his face. But until someone takes the action to wake him, he's still unconscious. Garen will chat his peak, pat, 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 pat his cheek lightly and say, You all right there, buddy? Oh, and so when you do that, you sort of, you know, tap his face a little, and you can see he has a uh, scar that starts at the corner of his mouth, the right side of his mouth, and is like a lightning bolt pattern up towards his ear. Damn. Uh, That's pretty tough. You're a wizard, Harry. But you do wake Boomer. Boomer, you wake up to being in Geheron's arms. I think for not the first time, but... <laughs> I don't. No, you're right. Uh, Boomer will look up and be like, what? what? What just hit me? What? Holy hell. Uh. <laughs> you you got right. knocked the fuck out. Alright, alright, alright. Well, um, boys, we're in trouble. First off, that thing is has everything in it. Literally every school of magic. Uh, uh, I don't even know. Uh, my face hurts. Yeah, you, uh, you know, maybe feel the scar tissue and like pull a fleck of diamond chunk out of your face. Oh no. Wait, how much diamond is in my face? <sighs> like five gold worth? I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh no! I thought I meant like I thought the crystal expl- the the necklace exploded and it was jammed in my face. Oh no 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 no! The necklaces okay. aren't and I was made about of to diamond. Be like, uh, and I was about to be like, I'm I'm now evil boomer. Right. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Good. Oh man, that's super. Sucks. That's gone now. I don't have any more money. Okay, that's fine. Um. Yeah. 
uh, Boomer's just kind of like freaking out. He he's just kind of rambling about this this necklace having all of the magic in it, and he just he didn't get he got he under he didn't get close enough to it to understand it fully, and he's freaked out right now because nothing he's come across has everything in it. It's okay, buddy. It's just some just some curse shit. <laughs> No, it's not all right, man. It's 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 messed up, and we we shouldn't be. This is bad. Uh, I oh my god, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Well, what the hell did that guy say to you? He didn't say anything to me. Hey guys, hold on. Eden. Right, sorry about that. So. Uh, (laughs) Good. Continue. Oh, it's it's just it's bad juju boys, and I we're going up some going up against something like super strong here, like super strong. Well, if these fellows feel anything like what I felt when I accidentally put the amulet on, are we fighting slaves? Hmm, it's definitely possible, but at the same time. It doesn't make them want to kill us any less. So, uh, no matter what happens, we have to take them out somehow. Well, I'm not saying I'm going to be trying to rip off the amulets when they're trying to put an axe through me. Yeah, no, we should not touch them. Mm, at all. Anyway. We so... should also make sure that these get buried very, very deep. We have uh, to find I'm a not... way to get the rest of these amulets off of the rest of those bodies negative see if any one of them wakes up i'm not going anywhere near it every time i go near one of these things my stuff ends up broken i ain't touching mm. none of it that's fair but we have options we can just bury them with the amulets on and let that lie or we can try to take the amulets off of them and see if they survive like our friend over here did. Henry. Can we, like, touch it with, like, oven mitts on or something to not touch it? <laughs> I was thinking a pole. Who brought the 10-foot pole? Boomer, do you have a 10-foot pole in your bag of holding? Maybe. I'm sad. Maybe we could get the spiders to move them? Do you no, really want those spiders no, cursed? We're not, gonna, we're not. Me and my items that I have built are not going anywhere near those things. That's fair. All my shit's broke and I gotta fix it while y'all go gallivanting around. I'm sorry, I don't mean to lash out, but I'm upset. <laughs> I just made it. I only used it three times. And now it's gone. Sorry, friend. Alright, don't worry about it. Kenny, can you refresh my memory? I remember one of the amulets exploding. Oh, it exploded on its own. I just remembered. Never mind. Okay. Got it. I was... Trying to remember how the the one that was on Val and 
was destroyed, and it wasn't destroyed. It just self-destructed yeah. in his face. Yeah. Well, now I get to relive that memory. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'll tell you what. Uh, Garen would offer Valen his halberd and take a deep breath and say, "I'm going to try and I'm going to try and remove one." Okay. Uh, Go slow and be careful. And if you're not, I might have to put another hole in you. Well, that's why I'm not having a weapon right now. Hmm. Um. Oh, Good. Anyone have an extra cloak or something? He asks. I mean, there's a pile. Oh, yeah, we just <laughs> killed a bunch of people. Uh, he takes one of those. Yeah. Uh, less than ceremoniously, and kind of like tries to nubby grab uh, an amulet off of a man. Okay. Do you put it on? Hell no. Then nothing happens. Okay, but does nothing happen to the guy either? No. All right, boys, they're dead. Well, that one's dead. What about the rest of them? God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Garen would attempt to remove the rest of the amulets. What do you do with the ones you remove? Sh- shove them in a little pile with the put, cloak. Do you put any of them on? No. Okay. Well, then, then nothing <laughs> happens, and everyone else is dead already. Okay. Uh, Valen, they're all dead, and now I'm gross. Well, just throw the cloak away and just... No, no. At least they're all in a pile now. Garen makes Italian hands. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I, I, know, I know what he meant. <laughs> and I can see him doing it. <laughs> From across the interwebs, I can see him doing this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Boomer's gonna, now that he's no longer being held like a child, is going to get up and start searching the bodies for gold. Okay. Reparations. You find zero gold. Damn. Of course. Why Is there curse anything else on them? Uh, yeah, a bunch of magically burned items. Like, hmm. Is there at least a thousand gold worth of magically burned items? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I think no, we there, ruined everything there, they're wearing. There's no equipment to Dude. salvage. Uh, Valen's gonna start cleaning up the room uh, better so they can start talking to the queen. Um, and get these corpses dealt with, and maybe brainstorm with an entire castle's worth of heads on what to do with these amulets instead of just being afraid of them. Gotcha. All right. So, um, when you guys are sort of done, you notice that your captive, Henry, is actually sitting up and, you know, just sort of sitting uh, cross legged. Um, and has fumbled through his belongings and has no weapons anymore. Uh, his mace or whatever he was using was dropped when he died, went unconscious. Mm. <clears throat> so he's just sitting there waiting for you all to interact with him again. Which no one does. So well, guys... well, so um, I'll go up to him and be like, or and ask him and be like, "Do you need help getting home, Henry?" 
He sort of looks at the ground and looks up at you in, and says in Dwarvish, um, I'm not sure that home is something I can get to right now. I have no money. I have none of my possessions. I mean, I'm wearing these this charred leather armor and clothes, but I have not a single copper to my name. I don't even know how I would get back to Yal. Where where am I? I don't even know where I am. Uh, Ed, why don't you just stick around with us and we'll find somebody that can take care of you? How's that sound, Henry? He he nods and goes, I, I would appreciate that. I don't know who you are or what I've done to earn this kindness, but I will do my best to earn it. Fair enough. Just stay right pops up right behind Slate, <clears throat> looks at him and goes, what did you just tell him? You do realize that he had nothing to do with this. He was clearly under some kind of mind control. I told him we'd get him back home. Or right. somebody around here would. Get him home? No. He's going to stay under our supervision until he remembers something. I've been under the control of one of those ambulances before. And I remember everything crystal clear. So until he starts unfogging that mind of his and tells us a little bit, at least a little bit, of what happened while he was under that control, no, he's not going anywhere. Um, I'm going to give it a little while, but in all honesty, if he doesn't remember anything, I feel like he's telling the truth, and I'm not going to make him suffer for something he had nothing to do with. In the man's defense, you had it on for a couple hours. He might have had it on for months or years. That's very unfortunate. But this is our one source of possible information that any of us have ever had on dealing with or finding out anything about these black amulets. I wonder if there's a major So many of us. It's a great conversation, but we have a queen waiting for us. Now help me move these bodies. What? Whoever's... I'll help you move the bodies, but I want to talk to L for a second. Uh, you guys have already moved all the bodies. Okay. Well, then uh, I'm going to make my way over to L and uh, kind of uh, tap L on the shoulder and say, can I talk to you for a second? Uh, certainly, my friend. Away from the rest, or...? No, no. It doesn't have to be away from the rest, but I just want to express uh, my concerns with the possible treatment of our, and I'll put up finger quotes, captive. Uh, I think it's important that uh, we try and find a mage to help restore his memory to get Valandess off of him. I appreciate your concerns, but I honestly share my own reservations about his story. We understand we know that the amulets are very powerful objects, but it's possible we don't know everything about this mysterious faction. He could be playing some manner of trick on us. El, do you remember that elven girl that I let you have way back when we started back together? Do me this favor. Just ask the queen if there's a mage that could restore his memory. Because if he's lying, the mage will tell us that his memory doesn't need to be restored, right? Possibly. And the only person that would know a mage of that caliber would probably be the queen, right? Also, possibly. So, 
just do me this one solid, would you? All right. It's no bother to try. Just I counsel prudence. No, I'm fine with prudence. She's an attractive lady, but for right now, let's focus on the task at hand. Thank you. Uh, it's at this point. Prudence, it's just at this point. Henry stands up and in common goes, My name is Henry Stonebrook. Ha! I've found it! I've found my common tongue again! Oh. Well, how about that? Hold on. Give me one second. Alright. Um, anyway. Are we gonna... Good to go. Yeah. I'm good. Alright. Uh, Valen whirls on um, Henry and shoots a finger at him and casts suggestion. Okay. And says, tell me everything you remember. And what's the check for that? It's, it's a wisdom saving throw. Uh, DC 14. Um, almost as if you had blew smoke at him from a, inhaling after a cigar, he waves the magic away like petty smoke, and he goes, <clears throat> that, that won't be necessary, friend. I will tell you everything. You can feel well, your magic did not affect him. Right. Damn. Uh, the, Valen's going to snarl at him, then say, then speak up, let's go. Um, he sort of hobbles over to the table and sits down at one of the many chairs that were unburned. And, uh, he goes, certainly, certainly. I I don't remember much more, but I seem to be recalling things. As I mentioned to you, and this is, by the way, it's just all in common now. He said, my name is Hendry Fiddleditch Stormbrook. Stonebrook. Well, come from a family of Stonebrooks from the village of Stonebrook. I know, very smart. I had traveled to Yal because I had uh, began to develop divine pad powers. Um, and you can see him sort of gesture, and his hand glows with a little bit of divinity. Yeah, yeah. And you can see him perform a cure wound spell. At least the people that know that spell recognize it as that spell. Hmm. And more color returns to his face and he sort of seems more lively and he relaxes a little bit. And he goes, as you can see, I have been touched by the gods with the power to heal and to help. So I traveled to the great city of Yal uh, only a week or so on carriage to see how to develop my divine ability uh, I met a, another man named Henry. I thought it was funny, so we got along fine. Um, but uh, he was a merchant and was the carriage I rode to the city. And after a few months of you know, meditation and prayer and training, I had developed a friendship with this person. And um, the church, well, I'm not going to bore you with day in, day out, but... We, I was on my off day from the church, and I went to go have a day of libation with my friend. And on my way there, I remember hearing my name be called by a voice I didn't recognize. 
and all I can remember was turning around and then uh, uh, just I could see nothing but black fog and mist. I could feel myself move. I could feel myself leave, yowl, and I remember smelling the salt in the air. I assume traveling to whatever foreign land we're in now, but I, that's, that's all I can remember. And then Hmm. I, I remember feeling intense heat. And then I, I remember my eyes being able to open for the first time in what felt like months when you all were dragging me on the ground, I assume. Um, yes, something like that. Well, first of all, the strange land that you find yourself is the continent, or excuse me, the city of Detroit, in the kingdom of Detroit. Do I have that right? I guess it's just the kingdom. It's just the kingdom of Detroit. Yeah. yeah. This is the kingdom of Detroit. He shakes his head and he goes, I've not heard of this land. Where are we on Yalzar Majora? No, this is Yalzar Yalzar. Minor? Do I have that right? No, this yeah. is Betwixt Yarda. <laughs> Betwixt Yarda. And actually, this is the Queen's own royal chambers. Uh, we are... You were impersonating one of a... One of the members of a, of a grand coalition that is... Well, let's just say that we're on a quest. He, he nods and goes, Well... As I mentioned to your dwarven friend here, I have nothing to my name. I have no, no no way to travel anywhere. I would gladly be in your service if that would allow me to do right by you all from, I assume, scraping me from the edge of death. Well, don't be too grateful to us. I'm not one to look a gift horse in the mouth, but... Uh, I think it might be better if we allowed you to plead aid from the queen or the kingdom. Uh, it's just that the powers upon which, upon under which you were controlled, are vast and beyond our knowledge. Though I believe that you are currently our ally. I, and possibly other members of my troop, believe that you could not all, you, you, you could return to their service. They like to lay traps, you see. He nods. I don't agree with that. As I promised my friend, I'd like to get you help, but... I don't think we can allow you to travel with us. Hmm. His head sinks, but he sort of gives a half-assured nod and looks back up and goes, Well then, my destiny is in your hands, and still is. I will do whatever I can with this second attempt at life. Whatever you all would allow. Indeed. Despite what our dwarf friend thinks, I am personally for... What else suggesting? Mm. Let's find someone who can reach into that brain of yours and get us any information that you might have. Because it's in there. It has to be in there. 
and we need every scrap of it. Um, Henry nods and goes, I don't know where to find such a person, but I will gladly follow you wherever that might be. <laughs> yes. Willingness is noted. Well, we are overdue with the queen. I believe she asked us to clean up this room, and we have taken our time doing so. Let us... It all now. Are we all ready to go? Or there's no one else who needs to be saved from the brink of death? Not that you can find. Right. Okay. All right. So you all leave the banquet hall and return to the grand hall where the throne room is? Yeah, well, our first stop is actually to find a guard and let him know that there are a pile of dead bodies in this room, yeah. and we don't... We, uh, well, there was two watching the door. Yeah, there's right. guards right there. And right. So you tell but them we let them know that, hey, funerals and things. They, they nod, and one of them dispatches to go and get more help, assumedly. Also, Velm's going to point at the pile of amulets and say, steer clear of that until we get back. The one guard salutes you with no verbal response. Um, as they begin to walk, Aaron would look uh, at his friends and say, for the record, I agree with L2. Yeah, yeah, everybody's against the dwarf. I hear you. I just see no sense in giving away what could be a treasure trove of information. For nothing. I'm not arguing with you. Let's just go. Alright, so you, all right. you all walk across the hall, the, the grand hall where the throne room lies, to a large iron wrought double door that stands over 15 feet tall at its peak. Does anyone knock or open yeah. the door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, as, as you knock, you hear on the other side a sort of echo muffledly. Yes, yes, one moment, damn it! And a second later, a bony hand, with the greatest of ease, pushes this several hundred pound door wide open, and standing before you is uh, a skeleton in a single long purple robe with no embellishments, and uh, hood down, and says, Oh, yes! The queen expects you, and you're late. Come inside. That's pretty spoopy. Might as well get yelled at by a skeleton. It's just par for the course for today. Yeah. No arguments. Uh, but what you can notice behind him immediately is what you're about to walk into is a gigantic library. Mm. Um, as you all enter, the skeleton sort of steps to the side and bows to welcome you all and then he says yes yes welcome to the third most majestic library in all of Yalzar what are the other two if you don't know them then I won't tell you you're a simpleton now come inside yeah, he's got me there I was gonna ask the same thing so it's okay <laughs> thanks for taking the heat yeah, that's yeah, what I do uh, so you all enter, and he sort of gestures to the door, and the door closes. And uh, in sort of walking past the party and leading you forward, you can see you're in a, a room that's probably twice the size of the, the feast room, but 
over four times as tall. It's, I mean, easily a hundred foot ceiling in this room. And it's, you know, a 40 by 160 rectangle. And it's just every foot of the wall of all the walls is bookshelves and bookshelves and bookshelves. Uh, except for one section, which is a fireplace with a couple of very nice, very comfy looking chairs and uh, a iron wrought kettle hanging above a roaring fire uh, and a stew pot that immediately bombards the, s- the senses with a odd concoction of old book and hearty stew. And sitting hmm. in one of those chairs is the queen reading a book that is probably hmm. older than everyone in the room combined. Seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, on on our way over to the uh, hearth, found uh, a look at the skeleton, just wipe away all questions that he has about why he's a skeleton, and look at the books and say, "Would you happen to have something in here?" Yes. For Digging memories out of someone who doesn't yes. remember anything. Yes. <laughs> could could you point us to one of them? Easily. Will you? Of course. I am the librarian of this great library, and it is my sole purpose in afterlife to help people find the books they are looking for. Magnificent. After we talk to the queen, I will come and speak to you. By the time you're done walking over to the queen, I'll have half a dozen selections available for you to peruse. And by the time you're done talking to her, I could have over a score more. How hard would you like me to work for you, sir? As hard as you're willing to work. And I appreciate it very much. Go on your way. You're expected. And he sort of scuttles off. Uh, I, I genuinely like him. <laughs> Before we go, could I make a request, sir? Sure. Oh, he he stops and turns. Yes, you would. Uh, because this is such an illustrious and grand library, I would suspect that you had uh, rare tomes on yes. medicinal treatment. Yes. Uh, <laughs> could you also procure yes. a couple of those? Thank you kindly. So they will just stop talking. Well, I mean, if you're looking for books for all of us, I mean. <laughs> Uh, any old wizard yes. tomes uh, that have to yes. deal with transmutation, that'd yes. be great. Thanks, bud. He sort of now looks to Ellen and goes, I assume you'd like some of the uh, our song books? Or or how about a coloring book? He looks to Gaharan. Hmm? Something to learn your way around a forge? I wouldn't mind a nice book on blacksmithing. Something to drink? He looks at the ground and looks up at you and goes, this is a library, not a tavern. And he turns around and leaves. Hmm. Muttering something. A librarian, I guess. Muttering in abyssal. Does anyone speak abyssal? Not me. Alright. Anyway, so... Wait, wait, wait. You said abyssal, not infernal, right? Correct. Yeah, I speak abyssal. Oh, he you you hear him say something to the effect of fucking young simpletons not knowing how to appreciate one timetables, two this library. It's absolutely ridiculous. Boomer won't say anything but nod his head. <laughs> Is he using the Deucey's decimal system? Ooh. 
Do you ask him that? No, Garen okay. doesn't know what that is. Alright, so you all join the Queen by the hearth? Yes. There's enough seats for everyone. Woo! And after you all have a seat, the Queen closes the large tome and sets it on the table next to her chair and takes a dainty cup of tea and looks to Onga and says, So, how goes the affairs of my dining hall? Sorted to the best of our ability, anyway. I fixed your table. Thank you. Mm. There's a small pile of, well, A, bodies, which will have to be dealt with, and B, some very nefarious amulets, which seem to be the source of all the problems that we're having. Um, before anyone touches them, we might want to have some very skilled arcanists look at it. You you hear in the distance uh, the skeleton go, Yes, yes, I'll be there in a moment. Oh, he's he's so good. <laughs> so that's Valen saying that out loud. Yeah, the, the queen smiles uh, and goes, Yes, Master G has been tending to this library for several thousand years. Would that make him a Grand Master G? It makes him many things, including a librarian. Although the irony of it is he's read every single book in this library over a dozen times and is cursed to never leave this hall. A wellspring of information, then. Imagine that. To put it gently. Exactly what we need. Anyway, um, found a look at L. Take it away, oh eloquent one. Um, well, uh, your majesty is a somewhat of a post-action report. Um, would you like to know about this faction which we put ourselves against? She nods and takes a hearty sip of tea. We don't know much, but we know that their goals are set against ours. Our own group has been attacked by one of their members and tricked into wearing one of the amulets they had upon their neck. Uh, it took control of Brave Caharan here. Uh, his mind was not his own and out of character. Shoot, did you actually attack us? Did you, like, we exchange blows over that? Uh, no, he put it on animals. me. And then he put it on me, and I destroyed all of our things. Right, right. Nothing too, too um, important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It took control of his body, and his mind was not exactly his own. Then it sought to pass itself to uh, Valandess, and wrought ruin upon many of our precious possessed items. Possessions. Jeez. Uh... It seems that the members of the false coalition that arrives here before us were under a similar sway, uh, which our friend Henry here, and he gestures to the dwarf that we brought with us. He's not a dwarf. He's not a dwarf? Nope. He's a human. He's a he, he speaks so dwarvy. Yep. He also speaks Underdark. Yep. Yeah. Uh... Mm -hmm. Fine, just to the other guy. Uh, 
he was held in the rapture of his own necklace, and we have freed him from it, and he managed to survive the combat. Uh, you can see the the top of the tea in her glass has frozen solid. We presume that he was not under his full faculties when he uh, infiltrated your kingdom. As she he nods, puts it, nods. he was trapped inside of a fog. She nods her head and attempts to sip her tea and recognizing that she's frozen her own tea, sort of just and sets it to the side and then looks at Henry and she goes you have one chance to tell me truthfully do you as of this very moment mean ill will to my kingdom uh, to which Henry visibly terrified of this woman <laughs> I mean He's been pretty much nothing but one state of anxiety or fear since he had awareness again, but uh, is obviously terrified and mm -hmm. shakes his head very succinctly that he does not. And she goes, very well. Provided that these people are comfortable with it, you will go outside and tell the closest guard that you need to be imprisoned. If I find out that you are not in my prison when I'm done talking to these people, I will have you murdered. Is that understand? Henry nods. And she goes, well then, I'm done with you. Leave. And so he looks at you all and begins to do so. L summons all of his courage and raises a single finger, asking for a moment. She looks at Jesus. What troubles you? Um, I hate to interject, but we are—we are—he is our only source of information as to why they came here ahead of us. We were hoping that you may—you might have a magician of great power who could help us in restoring his memory. I said I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll hold up a finger and say, if I may interject, I believe that's why our lady here is imprisoning the man, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Better to have him in a place where we know where he is so we can study him further. She, she muses is... for a moment and goes, Gee, in the distance you hear him, you know. Yes, my lady. Stop fussing with the tomes and sort this man out, would you? He, You can hear him nod from the bones clanking. And then he sort of comes out from... By the way, I, I didn't really mention this, but this room kind of looks like a, like a, like a comb. Um, outside of the entry hallway that you all came in through, the right side of the library is just wall, 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 wall with shelves to the ceiling. Does hmm. that make any sense? Cool. Uh, I'm having a hard time thinking of how to explain that, but it doesn't matter. 
basically, this is a very efficient space. So there's like a... Never mind. So he comes outside of one of these alleyways that is filled with books, and he is holding uh, three books in in his hands, sets them down on a, on a viewing table, and walks over and says, I believe I have heard the majority of this, my queen. How may I serve? And she sort of gestures to you all, like, what do you want? Um, go ahead. Well, we would like to know what this man may hold in his memory that's been uh, clouded for quite some time. He points to Henry. This man? That man. Beckons him with a finger. Henry sort of looks at you all and steps over. And uh, Valen will throw up a finger. Uh, Master Librarian, not to discount your ability, but there are some powerful magics at work that he affected this man. Sort of waves you away and goes, Yes, 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 young one, I can smell it. Uh, and Just a word of caution. He nods and beckons Henry over to the viewing table where he had set those three books out and uh, opens one of them, flips through a series of pages, and you can see him like reading with a few of fingers and goes, Hmm. Yes. Right then, and then you can see him perform a grand series of magical gestures that, like, it's powerful magic. And without an arcana check, I won't tell you more, but it's powerful, not subtle magic. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. Okay. This is clearly some sort of eighth-level spell. Ooh, some bitch. Wild. Uh, Slate's so gonna step back behind people. You. This culminates with uh, G reaching his clawed bony hand into Henry's head through like a sort of like well of light on his forehead, and you can see him feeling around, almost as if he's like squeezing his brain. And he goes, "Hmm," and then pulls his hand out and goes, "Ah, well, you're not gonna like the answer, but." I'm going to give it to you anyway, because I will give me some delight to see the confusion sort of fall onto you. What we're dealing with here, and he like points to Henry like he's a specimen, is a person that is suffering the very prominent effects of long-term mind control. It seems that for nearly half a year, this poor bastard has been under the influence of a divine level beings control and has been influenced to act outside of his own will with the majority of his senses dulled and shut off uh i believe i saw some of his memories were of salt and water clearly he comes from a foreign land uh and considering the series of memories i picked up he approached betwinsyarda from the southern borders the spice trade there is quite avid and the smell is in his mind he traveled north, mostly during the night and frequently in the rain, uh, seeming me to believe this was to mask his advance with whatever party he was with. And uh, and then he arrived here not, not too long ago, and I believe recently brushed with death. Uh, Slate golf claps. 
That was pretty impressive. It was, but it's not enough. Did uh, anyone miss the part where he said divine level being? That's most worrisome. It's very worrisome. I just wish we had more specifics as to what they did to the crystal here and who they're actually working for. Well, well they didn't do anything to the crystal here. I can tell you that. I'm sorry, you broke up there. Um, he's a, G interrupts and says, well, they didn't do anything to the crystal. I can tell you that. My curse oh. is in part in, enchained to the, to the crystal of Earth. The powerful magic that keeps me bound to this mortal realm is part and parcel with the crystal. Then you're sure about that. When we arrived, they had said that the coalition with, you know, air quotes, had done something to the crystal before we arrived. And who told you that? Well, uh, our, our greeting party. Well, who were they? When we arrived. Guards? They're they, idiots. They were Mike guards. Mike, I apologize, but they, they don't know magic. And she sort of smiles and nods a little. Well, I'm obviously inclined to believe you. But if they hadn't done anything to the crystal, why were they packing to leave when we arrived? Well, I assume they did something in the crystal room. Clearly, they've been biding their time waiting for you all to arrive. Although it doesn't mm. seem to be worth much. So something inside the crystal room, but maybe not to the crystal. And he'll look to the rest of his party. We need to be very careful when we go into the next crystal. The queen adds, I was present for what they did. Then, if I may, what was it that they did? It seemed like a ritual of some sort. They performed some sort of incantation, and there were some small magical visual effects that bounced around the room, but I don't understand the nature of them. Could you describe the visual effects? She or does. maybe any of the words? Uh, she doesn't recall the incantation, but she tells you what she saw, and who in the party knows prestidigitation? Me. It sounds like these guys stood in a circle around the crystal and did prestidigitation level magic. Whoa. Wow. Pick a card, Crystal. Any card. Well, like, you know, <laughs> flares, other sparks, yeah. small yeah. effects. Alright. <clears throat> well, that's lucky, I suppose. Perhaps they were only here to ambush us? Did a poor job at it. They did a very poor job at it. And I have a very uneasy feeling. At least it was one of the easier fights we've ever had. Too easy. And you know, you of all people know, that red flags need to be raised when something is that easy. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Gaharan. Okay. Yeah, but sometimes you get lucky. That'll so appreciate, appreciate how lucky we got, but still be on our toes. Hmm. Well, no matter what, before we go in to deal with the crystal, which we obviously need to do because it looks like we've hit a dead end with Henry, is 
take a rest and go in full force. G sort of interrupts and goes, My queen, this Henry person, just again, gesturing to Henry like he's a possession, he goes, I understand that he is of no value to you, my queen. She shakes her head. No, not at all. He ponders. Hmm. Well, what say you? Do you have a place to live? Henry shakes his head. Well then, do you like books, Henry? Uh, Henry sort of nods and goes, well, perfect. And with that, he snaps his fingers, the librarian, and Henry's flesh burns off of him. And a moment later, there stands a skeleton. I was... Did you just kill him? No, 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 no. But I can extend my curse to other people, and I have. Can you uncurse him? No. Why does he need to be a book skeleton? Well, because in the interest of keeping... Listen, you, and he, like, points his finger at you. Do you have any idea how it's a constant effort to keep these books in non-decaying order? I can't leave this library. I appreciate the conditions of your internment, but this man was bored. He said he didn't have much to do today, and you killed him. Well, no. He's alive. Well, fair. You, you permanently cursed him with a book skeleton. He has the opportunity to be in one of the most illustriously informed places in the world for all eternity or until he desires to die, in which case he will. This is heaven. A mortal third- like him would never know pop... It's the third best heaven. Yep. yep, yep. Balan shrugs and just <laughs> looks at the rest of the party and goes, I approve wholeheartedly. This is wonderful. I'm just going to mean mobile. L. Uh, glances that like, can't meet your eye and says, well, got his mind red. Is all his meat on the ground? No, it's gone. Okay, that's less unpleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was I just like it, it was unpleasant to, to watch, but there's no cleanup. Okay. Is is Henry like conscious? Is he moving yeah, around? And yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. He's like taking in his situation, and pretty short order. G goes, Henry, over in the corner over there. Points to a corner. There's a closet with plenty of robes in all kinds of colors. Pick whichever one you like, and then I will check up on you in three months when you understand the way this library is categorized. Yes? And Henry sort of just, like, looks at his bony hands and up at G and just uh, nods and goes, Very well. I will. And he just sets off to do his new life task. El says to Slate, Look, he's happy. He's smiling. (laughs) I am. I am. I give you the fieriest eyes I have. Like, you've never seen a dwarf, like, this upset with you. It's a good thing it was Elle's idea to bring him along. Oh, God. It's a marvelously happy ending. Valen says genuinely, like, actually happy for him. I have been rendered uncomfortable, though. All right, well, <laughs> with that, I'm actually going to close it for the night. We're already running a little late. So yeah. I... I... <laughs> We'll come back to you all talking to the Queen Mora, uh, I'm sure. So I hope you enjoyed tonight's session. I have been, as always, your Dungeon Master, Kenny. We have the um, recently 
uh, all shoulders and shrugs bard. Uh, that's L. That's Austin playing L. Have a good night. The one still mourning the loss of his sweet monocle. Uh, this is Dylan playing Boomer. Everybody have a good night. Um, our warlock, who's pretty, pretty, just all smiles. Pretty happy with how this went down. It's been a good day. Uh, this is Jesse playing Valendez. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, the cleric, that's the opposite. Hey guys, this is Scott playing Slate. Take it easy. And Lashley seems to be the most neutral out of the bunch. The fighter. Hey everybody, have a good night. Don't turn people into book skeletons without asking first. All right. Consent bye, is important. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.